could Google be broken up? That's a real question right now. It's on the table after the DOJ, Department of Justice, just announced it is suing this massive digital company, saying it is controlling the digital advertising universe in a way that harms competition. We're digging into all of it. Welcome, everyone. Great to have you here on the Trish Rubin Show. I am Trish. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. If you're interested in diversifying your portfolio and you're looking to something like gold, make sure you go to LegacyPMInvestments.com for your free investing guide. They can teach you all about how to get a gold-backed IRA. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Turning to this huge story, which, by the way, we hope that Google doesn't block this podcast because of. They're very sensitive. They're very touchy about this whole antitrust issue, whether or not they're a monopoly. This is the second lawsuit that the government has filed against Google alleging monopoly-like practices. The fear here, understandably, is that, well, Google has effectively become the only game in town, kind of the be-all, end-all, if you would, for digital advertising. And thus, the lawsuit focuses pretty much on the online advertising business. The government wants Google to divest parts of that business. That would be a big deal. You know, think back to the Ma Bell days, how... The phone company used to be a giant, giant monopoly. I remember we weren't allowed to really make long-distance phone calls as kids, even to just a few towns over in our little state, because it cost so much money. That was the problem, right? Because they controlled everything. And so eventually it got all broken up into different companies. And it was the best thing that could have happened for consumers and for innovation and for the overall economy. This is why for capitalism to really work, you can't have companies that are controlling everything. You cannot have monopolies. And so now the second lawsuit is coming from the U.S. government against Google. The DOJ is being joined by California, Colorado, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Tennessee, and Virginia in this lawsuit, alleging, again, that the company has too much power, too much power in terms of the buying, the selling of the whole ad exchange industry, thereby giving it all the leverage. The fear is, from a, a content perspective, that whoever's controlling this has extraordinary influence over what gets seen and what gets heard. And it may be one reason why you see so many content creators trying to seek out different business models where they are charging for content because they cannot rely on the ad rates that they used to get because Google has reduced those so much. In the lawsuit, the Justice Department and these states argue that Google has sought to control all sides of the market. They want to be the be-all, end-all location for all ad serving, again, according to this complaint. I'll quote, Google would no longer have to compete on the merits. It could simply set the rules of the game to exclude rivals. And then they get into some of the things that have happened in the past. In fact, and they may have a little inside knowledge here because Jonathan Cantor, he's the chief of the antitrust division at the DOJ. Well, Jonathan Cantor, he's now been cleared to work on Google Matters before, you know, there was a lot of concern. Okay, you know, he, he's got a conflict because he worked at some of their competitors, but that's been cleared. And the thing is, he did work at the competitors, so he does kind of have some knowledge about what went on. The complaint points out that Google's strategy was to just acquire all the companies out there that might be potential competitors in order to grow their power, grow its power in the advertising market, and, quote, set the stage for Google's later exclusionary conduct across the ad tech industry. And some of those acquisitions that are cited there include the purchase of publisher ad server DoubleClick, which was at that time a very nascent ad exchange. 
it would soon become Google's AdX, and this allowed Google, they say, to require publishers in some instances to use all of its tools to gain access to anyone rather than working with multiple ad servers. The complaint says that Google effectively employed a familiar tactic, acquire, then extinguish any competitive threat. Google, the company, fought back against the 2020 lawsuit when they said, here, I'll just quote their chief legal officer, Kent Walker, when they said, quote, people use Google because they choose to, not because they're forced to or because they can't find alternatives. Okay, so now they're going to have to prove it and the government's going to have to prove that there really isn't a whole lot of choice. I think we kind of get the picture, right? There there just isn't a lot of choice. They really do control so much of that market, but it will come down to who has the better lawyers. I mean, look, I mean, they tried it with Facebook, didn't they? Remember that one? I mean, it's different, but still, Facebook got a, a big win just a few years ago after the FTC came forward with an antitrust lawsuit. More than 40 states joined in on that one. But the judge saw the federal case as legally insufficient because it didn't properly prove how Facebook might be a monopoly. In other words, if Facebook was so large and is so large, how does its size give it special powers? That's what needs to be proven, certainly in the case of Google. And just going back to the Facebook case, the lawyers were not good enough. And that's always my my fear when it comes to some of these government lawyers. Again, in that case, the U.S. government totally failed to properly present any actual evidence as to how or why Facebook is a monopoly, or they believed is a monopoly, as well as how and why that's actually a problem. And so, surprise, surprise, the government lost its case. So they better have their ducks in a row on this one. Google's a big company. Google can afford big lawyers, Good lawyers, just like Facebook could. Hey, Microsoft, they were able to do it too because the government wanted to break up Microsoft. Remember that? I'll tell you where it worked. Back in 1982, the government mandated the breakup of Bell Telephone System. AT&T forced to give up control because it was deemed to have a, a, a monopoly, a monopolistic dominance over domestic communication technology. Remember, I was just telling you about how we were never as kids allowed to even call our grandmother who lived a a few towns over without permission because it was just so expensive. So they broke them up. They broke them up into all kinds of subsidiaries that were called baby bells. I think there are about seven of them. And it reduced AT&T's book value, by the way, at the time by roughly 70%. Here's the good news for investors, though. (laughs) There is a silver lining and perhaps you didn't see a huge sell-off in Google stock, Alphabet stock today as a result of it, because even though they got all broken up, the truth is, if you had owned AT&T stock following the mobile split in 1984, then guess what? (laughs) You would have gotten a fantastic return. You would have generated a 484% gain just on the company's stock price change. And if you think about all the dividends that you would have gotten, oh my gosh, you'd be looking at better than a 3,000% return, which is pretty darn good. No complaints on that, right? I mean, yeah, if you had NYMEX or some of these others, you might not have done as well, but you still probably would have held on to some of that AT&T stock. My point just being that investors shouldn't be terrified of this idea and the stock traded off a tad when you saw this headline come out, it could mean one of two things. One, investors just don't believe the government will have any success here. Or two, they know that ultimately 
Even if Google were to break up, it's still good news for the stock. In other words, Alphabet could be worth a whole lot more in the future, just like Ma Bell was. Because when you introduce more competition and innovation into the marketplace, typically you are creating more and more value. And it's important to remember that if you are an investor in one of these big tech companies, whether it be Facebook, Apple, which faces these challenges as well, Google, all of these companies in the coming years will likely see more and more challenges from the antitrust concerns that continue to mount. But if the government is successful, I still say that's not really a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because if we can get more competition into that space, ultimately, everyone is better off. I want to... Speaking of competition, competition for your... uh, I want to get to the developments that we saw there with Mike Pence, Donald Trump coming out and supporting him. I haven't seen Obama do that. I haven't seen Obama do that for Joe Biden. But before we do, a quick word on behalf of one of our great sponsors, Legacy Precious Metals. I talk about them every single day. I, I guess you get the picture now. I believe in a diversified portfolio, so I'm so thrilled to have Legacy Precious Metals on board as one of the great sponsors of this program. You need to look at this. If you want to make sure that you help hedge your portfolio against all this volatility, if you want to make sure that your dollar goes as far in the future, then you need to look at an investment like gold. You can do a gold-backed IRA. I encourage it only because, look, you look over time And even without all this crazy inflation, the purchasing power of our U.S. dollars has continued to decline. Sure, maybe the dollar is looking better compared to the euro than it used to. But reality is this. Your dollars do not buy as much as they used to. And you fast forward that to whenever you want to retire And you're going to be left with the issue of how do I live the lifestyle that I once had without, you know, having to move overseas or to uh, Mexico. (laughs) These are the realities that you will face as our Fed continues to print, as our government continues to spend. So go to Legacy Precious Metals. Their website is LegacyPMInvestments.com today. Get your free investing guide or call them. You can speak with them directly. They're super helpful. Of course, you're welcome to say that you, you heard this. I encourage you to say that you heard this on the program. Call them at one 589 560 Again, it's 1-866-589-0560. They will help you out. I'll tell you, if my dog Fluffy could invest, <laughs> I think he'd be putting his money in gold. Or rather, the dog equivalent of gold, which happens to be Rough Greens. This is a wonderful company. It's actually taken off like a rocket and no wonder because dog owners are realizing that vitamins, digestive enzymes, probiotics, all the things that you care about as a human to take care of yourself, all of those things matter for dogs too. In fact, I've seen a real improvement in Fluffy since I've been giving him Rough Greens. I just put a little scoop on top of his food every single day, once a day, and this is what makes that food that naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has referred to as sort of dead food, that food from the store shelves. This is what makes that food come alive, at least for Fluffy. This is what gives him all those nutrients that he needs to lead a healthier lifestyle. So this is why I like it. I like knowing my dog is healthy. I love having Rough Greens as a sponsor of this program because Dr. Black cares about dogs just like I do. And if you're a pet owner, I know how much you care about your dog. So go check this out. Get your free jumpstart trial bag of Rough Greens today. 
all you have to do. It's free. Like I said, just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Trish, my name, roughgreens.com slash Trish. By the way, it's spelled R-U-F-F. You get it, right? (laughs) I encourage you to do that today. I know your dog's going to love it, just like Fluffy does. Turning now to the news that Joe Biden and Donald Trump aren't the only ones with classified documents. It seems that former VP Mike Pence also had a small number of documents marked as classified at his Indiana home. They were turned over to the FBI following a recent search. According to his attorneys, they turned them over to the National Archives They had been inadvertently boxed and sent to Pence's home when he left office there in January of 2021. So it seems like a lot of people are making these mistakes. I I said this earlier, and I, I think it's quite interesting to see how quickly Donald Trump did rush to Mike Pence's defense. He came right out and defended him. I do also think it's very interesting that Barack Obama has not done the same for Joe Biden. So think about that for a second as we mull over whether or not the Democrat Party really wants Joe to run in 2024. I don't think they do. I don't think that this would have been leaked the way it was leaked if they really wanted Joe Biden at the top of the ticket. But who else have they got? Who else could create so much inflation? Unfortunately, a few too many people. I encourage you, go right now to my website, trishintel.com. Please sign up for my newsletter and I will see you right back here tomorrow.